Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 23 to 8 on SENSA Breakfast. Good morning to you. Uh, Mark Bickley, we're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo and GSA. What, there's, there's panic in Studio Lumo. What is happening? <laughs> oh, no, we just had uh, Chad Say is going to join us very shortly. He just dropped out. So uh, producer Jason just jumped out, grabbed him back on the line. Sorry about that. We just had to tone the music down a little bit so he could hear us. But... Oh, you couldn't hear what I was saying? The oh, music could, was I, too loud. I could hear you, but we're still getting some really funny texts coming in. Uh, Goody introduced Taylor Swift to Travis Kelsey is the reports coming out now, <laughs> Jared. Yeah, see, this is good. I like this stuff. We've got some very creative listeners, Mark Bickley. We've got some very creative guests as well. Before we um, jump across to uh, Chad Sayers, what about this ICC Men's World Cup where the players are treating it like a T20 World Cup? South African Quinton de Kock registered the ninth highest score by a batter in a one-day international World Cup innings. During the game against Bangladesh, uh, the left-handed opening batter smashed 174 off 140, 15 fours and seven sixes. So that's also the highest score registered by a wicketkeeper batter in an ODI World Cup innings. Going past Adam Gilchrist, he scored 149 in the 2007 final. So um, records are being smashed all over the place. Australia hoping to defeat the Netherlands tonight and, of course, cement their place in the top four when it comes to the other 15,000 games they've got left before we get into the finals. Someone who can give us a little bit of insight <laughs> into that and whether Travis Head will play as our very own Chad Sayers. Good morning to you, Chad. Thanks for joining us. It's, it's a big game for the Aussies where the Netherlands haven't been too bad. Hey, boys. Um, yeah, they've been all right, haven't they? It's uh, good to see that there's been a few upsets during this World Cup. So, um, yeah, hopefully it's a good game, but I think the Aussies will be too classy tonight. And what do you think they'll do with Travis Head? There's uh, talk about his netting. He's been batting okay and getting better. Uh, he's been doing a bit of bowling, which they think might come in handy as well. Do you think they play him tonight? Yeah, I think they obviously hold him in high regards in the one-day format now, don't they, considering they did leave him in the squad with a broken... Uh, finger. So um, I think if he's obviously fit and can hold the bat and there's not too much pain there, then he'll come straight back in. And if that's not tonight, then um, next game. So uh, I assume Mitch Marsh will probably drop down to three, even though he, he didn't make that classy hundred mm. the other night. Um, just on the on the back of some of Jared's comments about the scoring that we're seeing now and, and teams now um, adopting a bit of this T20 um, Cavalier style earlier in innings isn't going harder and harder. When did you start to notice that happening? And, and is this what we get used to now? You've got to get over 300 to be any sort of chance. Yeah, I think when T20 came in, it rejuvenated the game. And one day cricket probably had to take that next level to, to make crowds come and watch. So um, I think with the wickets over in India as well, that's the best time to score when the ball's nice and hard and the field's up. So um, as Jared said, Quinton de Kock, he's, on fire, isn't he? He scored his third hundred for the tournament last night, and um, it's hard to see that he's going to actually retire after this tournament in one day cricket. Chad, how do you view something like a men's 50 over World Cup? You still, I'm sure, have a lot to do with some of the current and past players, but 
There's so much cricket at the moment and so many World Cups. We only had a men's T20 World Cup at the back end of 2022. Um, Is it still seen in such a high regard or is it the knowledge of, well, if we don't win this one, there's another one coming up in a few years anyway? Yeah, there is a lot of cricket, isn't there? And I think the first few games we saw Australia just uh, plateau a little bit because of the lead-up. They had, a, I think, 11 games of one-day cricket in a row leading up to the World Cup. So there is a lot of cricket, and as you said, the 2020 World Cup now, and then you got, obviously, Test Series as well. But I think a World Cup, anytime you, you play for Australia and you can prove you're the best in the world, the boys get up for it. And, yeah, I think it still is uh, held in high regard, and... They'll be doing everything they can to win it, that's for sure. Now, I know you called a bit of the Redbacks last week, which was, I'm sure, gratifying for you because the bowlers had control of that match and um, Nathan McAndrew was outstanding. And, and it was nice to see the Redbacks get a win on the board and sort of push himself up the uh, the shield ladder. Yeah, that's right. He was outstanding, Nathan McAndrew, and he has been ever since he came over from New South Wales. So... I think the bowling group's been been outstanding mm. for years now, and um, now the batters are starting to come to the party. Um, they've got a nice side together, and as you said, it's all about having that consistency. So um, hopefully this game as well, they can back that up and, and play some good cricket. Well, they kick off tomorrow against WA. WA are in cracking form, by the way. I see they've got three batsmen who are averaging 100 or thereabouts, and uh, they're going to be a tough side, but it's going to be nice to meet them in going in with some, some good form. Yeah, they've got an experienced batting lineup with Sam Whiteman, Cameron Bancroft at the top of the order, and, and Teague Wiley, a young kid coming through. So um, it is going to be hard work, but I think those stats reflect where they've been playing. They've been playing at the Wacker for the last couple of games where batting conditions have been pretty good. So if we see the same wicket we saw last week at the Adelaide Oval, which the Curios have done a fantastic job um, preparing a good contest between bat and ball, then I think those statistics hopefully come down, Bix. And mm. um, as I said, it'll be a good contest. Well, now, Chad, I, before we let you go, oh, sorry, you go, Mark. I was just going to say, um, Nathan McAndrew is averaging six, by the way, with the ball. That's not a bad average. So you've got the best uh, bowling average versus the best batting averages. So it should be very interesting. Go, Jared. Now, uh, Chad, before we let you go, Port Adelaide have brought in four players into their 2024 makeup with Zerk Thatcher, Soldo, Sweet, like there's some big names coming in for the power. Um, what are your thoughts about Port Adelaide? Are you optimistic moving into 2024? Yeah, I think you forgot Ruddy Galea there as well, Walshie. So, um, no, I think they've done well in the draft. Obviously, they needed a couple of big men um, for their ruck stocks and down back to replace Jonas. So, um, I think they obviously headhunted a few players and they got them all. So um, I'm excited to see what they can bring in 2024. I think we showed glimpses this year, as you know, um, but disappointing at the end of the year. So, um, no, we'll be jumping on again, won't we, Walshie? And hopefully we can um, go a couple of steps further. Now, I know you have two great passions. One of it is the Port Adelaide Footy Club, which we've just spoken about. The other one is your back lawn. Now, you love to prepare your turf out the back. And I, you and I sometimes swap photos. I generally put a soft filter on mine to make it look better. How's it all going? Have you, have you put the preparation in this year? No, I haven't actually, Vix. It's rubbish at the moment. And I'm actually doing the house right now. So I've noticed that. just taking a back seat at the moment. So, no, nah, hopefully in the next month we, we get through that and I can um, focus on my lawn. Well, uh, Chad, we've enjoyed listening to your commentary. You're streaming uh, when you're doing talking about the Sheffield Shield. We love hearing about your insights into world cricket, and uh, we'll, we'll stay in touch. No, no worries, boys. Thanks for having me.
Chad Say is joining us there on SENSA. Uh, and, well, so you guys, what, are just exchanging lawn porn, well, basically? Well, you know, like, I do put a lot of time and energy into my back lawn and front lawn now, doing a bit of work there, trying to get that looking very nice for the kids. And just happened mm. to notice, and, you know, crossing paths with Chad, he's a bit the same. He's a, I think he's a, uh, a curator, not, not so much in waiting, but he, he wants to be a curator. So his turf looks fabulous and prepares it very, very well. And so I was a bit envious once and shot him a message and he's given me some advice. So how does that message go? Hey, Chad, Mark Bickley here. You probably know who I am, but I've admired your grass and I would like to learn from you or you just send a, a random picture of your front yard. No, no. I think he might have posted a picture on social media and I said, what is yeah. that junk? Here, have a look at mine. It's much better. That, that's sort oh. of, that's the way it went, something along those lines, just having a bit of fun. So do you have any advice now? We're halfway through spring at the moment. What should we be doing to take care of our lawn at the moment, Big? Should we be putting a nice little bit of uh, topsoil over the top if something's not growing? I mean, what happens here? Well, I'm not all that engaged with it, but this is what I've done. As as the soil warms up, the, the grass comes out of dormancy and it starts to grow again. So if you can aerate the soil and maybe get a bit of uh, fertiliser and a bit of top dressing on it. Now is the time to have, maybe, maybe should have already done it, but now is the time where the grass starts to become active again and starts to grow. Thank you. That's brilliant. Are you, I'm um, trying to bring you along for the ride. You put a lot of effort into your front yard, that landscape. You're going to try and get your lawn growing. So don't, don't act yeah, as yeah, if it's, it's only the nerds that, uh, that look after their lawn. You're on board. I send you, I send you different pictures that's all I'm saying across the day that aren't grass. <laughs> so we exchange different photos, you and I, that we can't talk about now. Um, it is 14 creepy. minutes to eight. <laughs> We're doing quick picks straight after this. Good morning.